So last year we bought this older RV and inside the older RV is an older radio. It has a CD player in it. So we were thinking, well, we ought to get out some CDs for this summer's trips. So we rummaged around in the basement, found our bin that had CDs from the 70s, 80s, and 90s, and we pulled out some of our favorite and put those in the RV. So this summer, one day when I was driving, I, I put in a CD by Mark Cohn from the 90s. He, he was famous for that song, Walking in Memphis. Maybe you remember it, maybe you don't. But we are listening further down the CD, and the song came on that I had really forgotten about, a song entitled Saving the Best for Last. And it struck me. Its image is so powerful. It's not a, it's not a Christian CD, but saving the best for last. The song starts out by saying, I got into a cab in New York City, and the driver started to talk about heaven as if heaven was real. And I thought to myself, do I talk about heaven as if it's real? Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? Real, tangible, going to be there, is there? Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? I know as a, a pastor, sometimes at funerals and memorial services, that's my responsibility. But do we talk about heaven as if it's real? Can we picture it? I have a friend that went to heaven many years ago, and he was a great adventurer, always setting out in a canoe for another adventure. And if he made it across this lake, he was always wanting to go over the mountain and see what the next lake had in store. And when, we, when he went to heaven, we pictured him not sitting in heaven, but exploring every nook and cranny of heaven, every mountain and river and lake. And we picture when we get there someday, we're going to want to sit down and rest. And he's going to say, oh, no, don't sit down. This is nice, but you got to see over here. Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? The letter to the Hebrews opens with talking about Jesus as if Jesus is real and talking about heaven as if heaven is real. In the past, God spoke to our ancestors through the prophets at many times and in various ways. But in these last days, he has spoken to us by his son, whom he appointed heir of all things, and through whom also he made the universe. The son is the radiance of God's glory and the exact representation of his being, sustaining all things by his powerful word. After he had provided purification for our sins, he sat down at the right hand of the majesty in heaven. So he became as much superior to the angels as the name he has inherited is superior to theirs. 
talking about heaven as if it's real, talking about God used to speak to us through prophets, used to be at a distance and send us a letter, but now in these last days spoke to us through the Son, spoke directly through the Son, not just a, a spoken word, but a living Christ spoke to us through his son who he appointed heir of all things and, and who through the whole universe is made. That the son is the, the radiance of God's glory, the exact representation of God and sustains all things by his word. After he had, had forgiven our sins, purified our sins, wiped our sins clean, he took his seat on the right hand of the majesty of God. And that's where he sits. That's where he sits in heaven. Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? The song says that the man behind the wheel started to talk about heaven as if it was real. He said, they got mansions, mansions in heaven. The angels are building one for me right now. Do we believe that they're building a mansion for us? Next week, we're going to move our oldest daughter and her husband up from D.C. to Pittsburgh. But their house isn't done yet. So all their stuff's going to go into our house and they're going to live with his parents uh, till their house is done. They're building a house. Do you know how excited they are? And, and it impacts everything about their life. It, it's changed everything. Do we believe that, that the angels are building a mansion for us right now? Does it impact our life? Do we even think about it when we're wondering what's for dinner? Again, do we talk about heaven as if heaven is real when we live our life? The song says, picture this cab driver in, in, in New York City. He says, you, you look around this town. You can't tell me it isn't so, that they're not saving the best for last. Because sometimes we can look at the world and and say, this ain't, this ain't the best. I mean, we've been going through some stuff, haven't we? I mean, historical stuff, like a, like a pandemic. And then as soon as we saw, thought we were sort of out of it, well, this Delta variant has loomed large, and we feel like we're going backwards. And our cry goes up, how long? How long will we deal with this, live with this? Take a look around at the world and tell me it isn't so that God's not saving the best for last. Saving the best for last for you and for me. Do we live our life as if God is saving the best for last? Or are we just going through the motion? I mean, this, this, this life is good, isn't it? It is good. Yesterday, we were sitting outside. The Humidity, the oppression of the humidity was lifted. The storms were over. Blue sky, little white wisp of clouds, a little breeze blowing. We were sitting outside. I mean, this is good. 
But when we see that life is good, it should remind us that it's just a taste. It's just a taste because God's saving the best for last. We were sitting outside yesterday eating Orem's Donuts because I went to Orem's Donuts early in the morning. That's good. But God's saving the best for last. I mean, they're sweet. They're probably too sweet. But nothing like the sweetness of heaven. God is saving the best for last for you and for me. Do we believe it? Do we live our life as if they're building a mansion for us? Do we live our life as if heaven is real? Do we live our life knowing that the best is yet to come, that God is saving the best for last? Not only in the, in the joyous and good times of life, but in the, the struggles of life, that the goodness of life should remind us that this is, just, this is just a glimpse. God's saving the best for last. And when we, when we struggle in life, when we're hurt in life, we have to keep our focus on the best that's yet to come. We got to know that whatever we go through in this life is just a, just a bump, just a hurdle to get over because God's saving the best for last, for you, and for me. This image of the cab driver in New York City, he starts talking about heaven as if it's really real. He says, you can go 100 miles a second. You don't have to drive a lousy cab. You got everything you want and more, man. And the king picks up the tab. You can walk around on streets of gold all day and you don't have to listen to what these lousy customers have to say. Talking about heaven as if it's real. Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? At a funeral memorial service, I try to leave an image of heaven for that family, those that have lost their loved ones, that their, their, their loved one is in, in heaven, that it's real, that it's not just, uh, you know, ethereal or, or angels and clouds. No, that it's real. Like this life is real. We all know some people that we know they, they went into heaven and they went right into the choir. Their, their voice was beautiful here and, and they went into the choir and their voice was even more beautiful there. And the choir sounded even sweeter. We know some people that we know when they got to heaven, they said, yeah, this is nice, but I got a few suggestions of what you could do to make this better. Is there a suggestion box anywhere? Right? I mean, we know. Do we talk about heaven as if it's real? What about the people that are only happy if they have something to complain about? What are they going to do in heaven? I sort of picture God's got his own little section for them. You know, you know, something's off center and they go over and make it center. And there, that looks good. And as soon as they turn around, God just moves it over an inch. Or their table's uneven, you know, the legs aren't right. And they get a shim and put something under there and like, oh, and then God pulls out the shim. They always have something to complain about. Happy as a pig in mud. 
What about the people that really suffered in this life? Life knocked them down again and again. And we all know so many people that even after a good life, go through some suffering before they get into heaven. Oh, I believe there's feather beds waiting for those people and the angels tend to them day and night. What about the people that take care of everybody else, carry the world on their shoulders, always caring for everybody else, don't worry about themselves? Are they going to allow the angels to care for them? I don't know. Maybe they will. Or maybe, oh, God will see, well, they're not going to let us care for them, so I'm going to give them these people. Let them care and take care of them. Do we talk about heaven as if heaven is real? Do we live our life as if God is saving the best, the best for last for you and for me? Do we, when we experience the joy and the goodness of life, say, oh, this is good, but I know it's so much better, so much better in heaven because God's saving the best for last for you and for me. And when life knocks us down or we struggle in life, do we look around and say, I can make it through this because my Jesus sits at the right hand of the majesty of God. I can make it through this because the best is yet to come. I can make it to, through this because God is saving the best for last for me and for you. This world can be full of light and joy and love. And when it is, it should just give us a glimpse, a little flicker of what's to come in heaven. And this world can be hard and harsh and cruel. And when it is, we should not focus on that, but focus on what's to come. Because God's saving the best for last for you and for me. Amen.